It's the Chronicles of Aguna. It's our Arsenal Transfer Talk Show. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. And on this edition, we're going to be rounding up the latest transfer stories with regards to the Arsenal. Uh, took a day off yesterday and it feels like I missed so much in the world of football. If you're wondering why, if you're watching on the video, I'm looking all hot and bothered and sweaty. It's absolutely scorching hot here in London. But on top of that, I've been doing some gardening. I've been trying to tame the wildness of my garden that has been unloved uh, for months on end and now we want to use it and now that I've got to let the kid go outside and play in it I thought it probably best to try and make it a little bit more safer so uh, I've been at it this morning and that's why I'm looking a little bit hot and bothered uh, for those of you on the audio you're probably thinking who the hell gives a shit uh, but there you go also hay fever not at the uh, not how you want it to be when you're uh, when you're cutting grass cutting back bushes um, you know, trimming all sorts. And speaking of bushes, actually, if you need to deal with your bush, then why not head over to manscaped.com? You can find all the tools necessary to get your bush looking as trim, as neat and as tidy uh, as it should be at this time of year. Uh, and you can use our discount code, which is 90min20, and you get 20% off of your order as well as free shipping. So do head over to manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs. Right, let's kick off then. Let's start talking about some of these transfer stories that have been doing the rounds over the last 24 hours or so. And there are a couple of bits and pieces that have been floating around this morning that we're going to come on to discuss on the next podcast. So on the second live stream that we do today, for those of you um, listening on the audio platforms, that'll be with you first thing tomorrow morning, first thing on Thursday morning. So bear with us with that. Uh, but what I wanted to do was focus in on a lot of these rumours and try and make sense of them, discuss the sort of good and bad points about them in a little bit more detail than hopefully some others are doing. And that's why I don't want to try, for God's sake, and, and, and put, you know, 101 stories into one podcast. It's just not going to do it justice. So we're going to kick off with, and our main focus on this episode is going to be the reports linking Arsenal with a move for Onana, the Ajax goalkeeper. Now, where the hell has this come from? You know, we heard a little bit earlier on in the window that, uh, well, I say in the window, I mean, since the season's ended, we heard rumours linking Burn Leno with a move away. Burn Leno kind of moved to squash those rumours pretty quickly by saying that in his, you know, he was happy at Arsenal and he still has time to run on his contract. But for me, it's difficult, I think, to see Arsenal going out and bringing in a goalkeeper like Onana without that meaning that Bern Leno is going to move on. We also heard reports over the last sort of 48 hours that Arsenal were close to uh, doing a deal with Brighton to see Burn, uh, to see sorry Matt Ryan join the club on a permanent transfer. So the goalkeeping situation seems to be a little bit up in the air at the moment. I was very much of the impression that Arsenal were going to probably keep hold of Bern Leno, bring in Matt Ryan to sort of plug that hole at number two, 
and then look at strengthening or look at changing the goalkeeper later on down the line. However, it seems, um, you know, that, that things are changing in the goalkeeping department and it seems that Arsenal have their sights firmly set on Onana. So it's not as straightforward a deal as people would think. Now, of course, Andre Onana is, um, is heading into the final year of his Ajax contract, which means that the Dutch club are probably looking to move him on, are probably looking to bring in a transfer fee, you know, to, to I guess, you know, eliminate the chances of them having to watch a player who, you know, hasn't been amazing in my opinion, but he's been quite, uh, quite prominent in terms of Ajax's recent success. When you talk about Ajax kind of making an impression in Europe over the last couple of seasons, Onana's been at the forefront of that. But of course, he, of course, is now dealing with a ban. Uh, Andre Onana is currently banned, um, having taken a substance or having, he says, accidentally taken uh, a pill that was his wife's. He thought it was his medication. He took the wrong thing. And this banned substance, furosemide, uh, was found in a urine sample provided by Onana back in October. So as I say, he claims that he mistakenly took his wife's prescribed medication, which came, of course, in identical packaging. Now, the Court of Arbitration for Sport will hear Andre Onana's case today. And this could be massive in terms of whether Arsenal moved to sign the player or not. Now, from the reports we were reading, five to seven million pounds is what Arsenal would need to pay to bring Onana uh, to the club. But of course, if his case is not thrown out by the Court of Arbitration for Sport, we could end up uh, with a goalkeeper who would still be banned from playing until February. Now, will Arsenal still make the signing regardless of that? Will they feel that Andre Onana at five to seven million pounds represents such good value that it's something we need to do. I don't know. And that's the big question mark for me around this whole thing. Will Arsenal um, hold fire? Probably. They'll probably wait to find out what the Court of Arbitration for Sport uh, are going to say. But if the Court of Arbitration for Sport allow Onana to continue playing, to continue training with his teammates, which he's even banned from doing at the moment, then I think Arsenal will see this as a really, really good, smart piece of business. What do I know um, about Andre Onana? I think he is somebody who who is, is quite comfortable with the ball at his feet. Somebody that I've had question marks over in years gone by. I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm old-fashioned with my goalkeepers. I like a, a, very, a certain type of goalkeeper. And I don't really move away from that. I like goalkeepers who come out claim balls. I like goalkeepers who are safe, who are calming. Onana is what you would call a modern day goalkeeper, in my opinion. So whilst he's maybe lacking in some of those areas, some of the traditional areas you'd associate with a top goalkeeper, he is someone who's very, very comfortable with the ball at his feet. And as we've seen over the last 12 months or so, Bern Leno hasn't been uh, too good in that department. And it's caused us problems at times. I think, you know, at times we've looked at, at Bern Leno and we've said, oh, he's passed the ball out. And then the midfielder or whoever it was has lost it in a dangerous area. But what you need is you need a goalkeeper who makes the right decisions. And I don't really think that Bern Leno has made those decisions often enough, or made the right decisions often enough. I think Onana will give us the ability to play out a little bit more. But as Stu points out in the chat, Onana is prone to an error or two, and there's no getting away from that. But I just kind of, the thing that I take kind of solace in is that all goalkeepers who play that way, all goalkeepers 
who are wanting to play the ball out with their feet, who are asked to, um, you know, try and build play, to play like sweeper keepers, have an error in them because the way that they play the game is is simply more prone to errors than those goalkeepers who prefer to stay on 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 their lines. Those goalkeepers who are a little bit more traditional in their style. Some of you say, in um, in other words, you'd like an Emmy Martinez. Me personally, that's the kind of goalkeeper I like. Yes, I do like that Emmy Martinez style goalkeeper, that big physical demand uh, dominating goalkeeper. But Emmy Martinez has made mistakes as well this season. Let's not pretend he hasn't. He absolutely has. For Aston Villa, he's had a good season overall, but there have been moments with Emmy Martinez where you've looked and gone, hmm, I'm not really sure about that. But this Onana story comes from the Dutch outlet NOS. I think I've pronounced it right. Is it NOS? NOS? I'm not 100% sure. But according to them, Andre Onana is set to join Arsenal imminently. And of course, they talk about the fact that he's been out of action since February. That's a long time, isn't it, to have not played football for. And you hope that UEFA will will reduce that ban, uh, bring that ban down to six months, in which case he'll be able to resume from, what, August, uh, which will be obviously handy for us uh, with the timing of the new season. But let's see, you know, let's see. And, and of course, if you, some of you pointing out in the chat that Onana may end up going to the African Cup of Nations as well, which is another thing that Arsenal have to consider. But if Mikel Arteta trusts in, uh, in Matt Ryan, if he trusts in Matt Ryan to come in and deputise over a period of time, and it seems like he does like um, but uh, Matt Ryan, sorry, then, you know, that might not be such a big issue. But of course, we're going to have to see what happens with this court of arbitration of a sport hearing on Andre Onana, because for me, you know, to sign somebody on who's going to be banned till February just seems a little bit crazy. I know it's looking at the longer term. It's looking at a goalkeeper who has got a pretty decent reputation across Europe, who's 25 years old, so still very much has the best years of his goalkeeping career in front of him. And it might not be a bad bit of business, but what happens with Bern Leno? That's the big thing for me, because I can't for a second imagine that Bern Leno and Andre Onana would both be happy to play a second fiddle role um, at a club like Arsenal. And the thing is that without European football this season, that makes that even more of an issue. You're not going to have your... Premier League goalkeeper in your European slash cup slash FA Cup goalkeeper. This is the problem here, right? So I think if we do sign on Anna, there's a very good chance that Bern Leno leaves. There's a very good chance that discussions have already taken place regarding Bern Leno. And that's why Arsenal have seemingly accelerated their interest in Andre Onana. There is so much to still play out here with regards to the goalkeeping positions. But that's where I am on it. I like Onana. I think he's someone that a lot of people have been talking about for a number of seasons now as, as having the potential to go on and be a top, top goalkeeper. I think he is a little bit error prone, but I think that's part and parcel of what happens when you want to play a certain way with your goalkeeper. Stylistically, that type of goalkeeper just brings a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more danger in that kind of situation. So let's see um, how this is going to unfold. But Arsenal are supposedly very close to doing a deal for Andre Onana. Mark Overmars, who of course is a sporting director at Ajax, is desperate to get him off of the books because they don't want to lose him on a free transfer next summer. He's not been of much use to them in the second part of this season due to that ban. But fingers crossed the Court of Arbitration for Sport decide to at least shorten that. And then we can uh, we can make the move, bring in the goalkeeper and move forward from there. 
In other news, uh, Bukayo Saka has made the England squad for the European Championships. I'm delighted for him because I know probably as a young player, you know, he'd have been absolutely desperate to be, I'm not going to say on the plane because most of the games are at Wembley, but he'd have been absolutely desperate uh, to get himself in Gareth Southgate's 26-man squad and uh, and and get that experience of, of contributing to a major, major tournament. On the one hand, a part of me had kind of braced myself for the fact that Bukayo Saka might miss out just because there were so many players in contention. I think the fact that Mason Greenwood pulled out uh, via injuries probably helped uh, with Bukayo Saka's situation. And, you know, Saka's in there and I'm, I'm, I'm delighted for him. A small part of me, though, from a really, really selfish and purely Arsenal perspective, wanted him to stay behind, wanted him to have a summer of recuperation because the way last season went, there was that three months in the middle of the season where there was no football and then football returned and then there wasn't a pre-season and the turnaround was really quick and he's played a lot of games and I think he's probably suffered uh, from, from burnout in the latter stages of this campaign just gone. So on that basis, you know, it might have been a good thing for us, for Saka, if he had... Um, if he had stayed behind, you know, obviously the player will be running on adrenaline and will probably be, will have been desperate to get in that squad and he won't see it that way. But I think a player of that age who's played so much football probably could do with a summer to recover. So, you know, it's not ideal from an Arsenal perspective, but I'm absolutely delighted for the lad because I'm sure to him, it means the absolute world. So uh, congratulations to Bukayo Saka on that. I want to talk a little bit about Granit Xhaka. Um, there's been a lot of talk about that over the last a uh, few days, and we heard yesterday that Roma had come back with a, an improved offer for Granite Xhaka that was said to be in the region of around about 18 million euros. So it's not quite what Arsenal want, but it's an improved offer and it's closer to what Arsenal want. I think that Granite Xhaka could well be on the move this summer. Um, reports are suggesting that he is fed up of playing for Arsenal. He's told the club that he wants to move. A move away would be his preference. He feels it's the best thing for him and his family. And, you know, it's difficult to disagree with Granite because things haven't gone as he'd have liked. In my opinion, he's been scapegoated at times. Yes, at times he's been bad, but he's been scapegoated, etc., etc. I mean, I, I know I'm not allowed to say that because every time I do the comment section fills up with people calling me a Xhaka apologist, etc., etc. But the truth is that Granit Xhaka was Arsenal's most important midfield player over the course of last season. And for me, you know, selling him on the cheap is not a good look. It's not a good move. And even though I don't think 80 million is going to get the deal done, 80 million euros, that is, I do think we're edging closer to a figure whereby with some pressure from the player and Arsenal looking at doing other business, we will probably see uh, something happened there. So keep your eyes peeled on that one. Granite Xhaka could well be on his way to Roma to join up with Jose Mourinho, of whom he's been highly complimentary in recent weeks. Moving on, uh, chat a little bit about Martin Odegaard, who, of course, uh, speculation continues over his future. What does the future hold for Martin Odegaard? Will he be an Arsenal player uh, come the uh, start of next season? Well, the answer is we don't bloody know. Real Madrid have reportedly, some people are reporting that Real Madrid want 55 million euros for Martin Odegaard, which feels incredibly excessive for a player that they've cast aside for years and years and years, has gone on loan and had a semi-decent time over the course of six months. I find it really difficult to believe that anyone would pay that kind of money for him. So I, I you know, and if that is what Real Madrid want, then I would advise Arsenal, or I say I would advise if it were up to me, I wouldn't make that offer 
I wouldn't do that deal. It feels like too much. I think Odegaard brings something to the squad. I think Odegaard is a good player. I think he's got bags and bags of potential. But at this stage, in this market, given all the other issues that Arsenal need to address between now and the start of next season, I cannot justify us paying, you know, in the region of 45 to 50 million pounds, which is around about what Real Madrid are said to be looking for. You've also got to consider, though, that Real Madrid have a new manager coming in. And to many people's surprise, it was announced yesterday that Carlo Ancelotti, the man that many of us were calling for to take the Arsenal job uh, prior to Mikel Arteta, has left Everton just a couple of years into his four and a half year contract and will return to Real Madrid. Now, I've seen a lot of people slagging him off. I've seen a lot of people calling him a snake, calling him a traitor, uh, saying that he's a mercenary. I mean, come on, let's be completely and utterly honest here. Carlo Ancelotti has absolutely zero affiliation to Everton Football Club. It was a project he was quite interested in. It was a project he took, got paid shitloads of money, got a bit of money to spend, did some business, but ultimately not enough to see his team close the gap on the top teams. A 10th place finish for Everton, not good enough, but you can't, you know, you can't just disregard Carlo Ancelotti because of that. You can't slag him off. You can't, I don't think, say he's a bad manager because he's achieved so much in the past. But with Carlo Ancelotti, you know, for me, if Real Madrid come knocking on your door, how does anyone, let alone somebody who has zero affiliation with Everton, how does anyone turn that down? I, I am not surprised in the slightest that Real Madrid have come calling and Carlo Ancelotti has decided to jump ship. Cal says, Everton fan here, genuinely gutted that Carlo has done this. He's a mercenary. He told us he was here for the long time. He is a snake. Cal, big hello, first of all, and welcome to the channel, mate. Delighted to have you. Um, great to see that we've got fans tuning in from different clubs as well. So, Cal, welcome. Hope you're well, mate. Hope you're enjoying the sunshine here. Um, I get where you're coming from, but I think football fans have to be a bit, a bit wise to that, a bit wiser to that. I think football fans need to accept, right, that when somebody comes from a foreign land and claims to absolutely adore the football club they're at, most of the time it's absolute nonsense. Most of the time it's bullshit. Most of the time it's PR. And, you know, there will be exceptions. Over the years, there have been players, there have been managers who have been you know, exceptions to the rule who have who have come and done a really good job somewhere, have spent a period of time at a football club and grown with that football club. And, and there you find that bond, you know, that bond becomes a thing. But I mean, Carlo Ancelotti, you know, this is a guy who's won Champions Leagues, Premier League, Serie A's, you know, La Liga's, etc., etc. If Real Madrid were going to come calling, he was always going to go. And, and I get it. You know, I, I understand um, that you're feeling a little bit low about it. And, and I would be too. But I, what I'm trying to say, I guess, is don't be surprised when people like Carlo Ancelotti, people who, despite not having a great time at Everton, in my opinion, whose stock remains high because of all they've achieved in the past. Those managers are always susceptible to this. And when a club like Real Madrid comes calling, it's difficult to turn down. This is Real Madrid, right? This is Real Madrid. And uh, that's that's the that's the be all and end all of it as far as I'm concerned, I guess. They've got a pulling power beyond that any of us could have. They've got a pulling power beyond what Arsenal could have, beyond what Everton could have. In my opinion, beyond what Man City have, beyond what Chelsea have, etc., etc. 
because they are Real Madrid, the most historic and probably the biggest football club on the planet. So Carlo has jumped ship, unfortunately for Everton fans. But um, as I say, I'm not surprised by it. So uh, that's the uh, the stories we wanted to touch on um, during this episode. Get your questions in the live chat. Uh, let's see what you guys have got to say. Um, what do you want to know? Anything you want to put to me for the last sort of uh, 10 minutes or so of the stream? So just to round up why you're doing that, uh, Arsenal are allegedly close to signing Andre Onana and his court of arbitration for sport hearing for his uh, ban because he took a banned substance or a banned substance was traced in his urine sample is being his case is being heard today and we will know a little bit more uh, about that and then I guess that will probably play a huge part in whether Arsenal decide to move him on what does that mean for Bern Leno we don't 100% know yet could Bern Leno be on the move if Arsenal get Andre Onana in through the door Granit Xhaka is still being linked with a move to Roma and the Italian Giants are said to have come back with an improved offer of 80 million euros. Carlo Ancelotti has jumped ship from Everton to Real Madrid. And Bakayo Saka is in the England squad. I know there are other stories doing the rounds, and I know that you guys want to know about those as well. And I'll pick up a couple of bits in the questions, but we're going to talk about that stuff in a little bit more detail on the next pod. So bear with me. Um, I try to let these things play out a little bit so we can try and get a better understanding, read various reports, understand different points of view, and then we can kind of do a podcast and discuss it with all the information possible uh, rather than just kind of reacting immediately to stuff and and not offering any kind of insight, any kind of alternative view, any kind of thought process. Uh, Alcarp says, what happened to Pats and Dakar? Do you know anything, Harry? Again, Pats and Dakar is one I've read rumours, reports about. Uh, today, but I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't know um, where to go with this. I, I don't know what to make of it. I don't really know what Arsenal are doing. I don't really know um, if there is any truth in that one. But there are rumours floating around. So keep your eyes peeled on that, I guess, as well. Uh, Vishal says, any update on Buendia? As far as I'm concerned, I know that Arsenal have been told Norwich's his chairman has said it publicly. Anybody who comes in for Emiliano Buendia is going to need to pay in excess of £35 million. At this moment in time, Arsenal have made no official offer, but Arsenal have, from what we're told, been in contact with his representatives in the past and have been keeping an eye on him for a while now. Will a deal materialise? That remains to be seen. Sam says, do you think we're still in for Uwa? I find it strange. That was Arteta's dream signing last year. And now his price has been slashed. We are looking at more expensive players, Buendia and Odegaard. Um, I don't know uh, if I'm honest, Sam. I, I really don't know. You know, is is Emi Buen, uh, sorry, is Hussein Mawa somebody that Arsenal are looking at? Is somebody that Arsenal were incredibly interested in last summer? But that deal never materialised because Leon were being stubborn and Arsenal didn't feel that Hussein Awar was worth the money that Leon were asking for. They felt Thomas Partey was worth it, though, because if Arsenal had offered Leon what they paid for Thomas Partey, that deal would have been done. But it wasn't. Arsenal opted for Partey over Awar. So I wonder now if Awar is still on the radar. Naturally, he's going to be linked with Arsenal because of how how long that story kind of rumbled on for last summer. But to my understanding, nothing has progressed on that. There is no move on that. And as it stands, Arsenal are not actively pursuing Hussein Moua as one of their primary targets. 
Uh, big hello to Rory, one of our members. He says, Harry, are the links about Sterling legit? And what's your thoughts on this? Well, Raheem Sterling's hit a bit of a, a brick wall, hasn't he? Um, sort of in the last few months. His performances haven't been great. And I think the Euros are going to be really key in kind of assessing where Raheem Sterling's at. We know he's a talented boy. We know he's got bags and bags of quality. So if Arsenal were to sign him, I wouldn't be worried about that. Worried about him letting us down because I think he is a top, top player. Uh, but I, I just can't see Arsenal spending that kind of money um, on someone like Raheem Sterling, you know, unless Man City do, do us a favour. And I just think there are other areas that need prioritising. I, I like Raheem Sterling. I've always liked him. I think he's one of England's best players. But, you know, it would it be sensible for Arsenal to go and spend what it's going to cost to bring Raheem Sterling to the club, let alone matching his wages that he's getting at Manchester City? When there are other priorities for me, not really, not really. Uh, Anurag says, did you read Carlo's quote in his book on Odegaard? I haven't, my friend. Uh, feel free to let me know uh, what that's about or I'll look it up afterwards. But no, I've not. I've got to be honest. Uh, Harish Kumar says, Harry, who's your primary right back target? For me, should be Emerson Royale. I'm a big fan of Emerson Royale. I like him. Um, but from my understanding... I think Emerson Royale is going to join Barcelona because remember Barcelona part own him already. Uh, yeah, it's been announced today that Barcelona have signed him. So yeah, that's all that's already been done. Um, they are exercising their right to sign the player because of course the two clubs uh, had a shared ownership over in Barcelona with the majority and they've exercised their right to make that deal permanent. And Emerson Royale is going to Barcelona. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. I'm just going to pick up a couple more before I, I leave you guys. And don't forget, don't, we'll be back with another stream later and we'll spend more time on the questions and answers bit. Uh, so you can come and join me for that, of course, later on. Inter says, do you find it concerning that Arteta's getting back for another season when he's already proven he can't coach the players that he's signed and re-signed? Um, on the one hand, I do find, I, I do feel a little bit uneasy about it. Um, because, as you say, you know, last season simply wasn't good enough and you can put the blame on a number of reasons. And, and I do believe that Mikel Arteta wasn't the sole reason for that. But of course, as the manager, he is very much responsible for Arsenal's finishing position. He's very much responsible for results. But equally, I still look at that squad and feel like he's never going to get to where he needs to get to. And he's never going to really have a fair crack at it unless he's given more because the squad was so damaged when he took it over. He's had to weed out players that have been bad influences, that have been bad apples, and that has weakened us even more in the process. And then we move on and, you know, and we've got to rebuild again. So we are going for a rebuild and that rebuild needs money to be thrown at it. So I guess if you're going to back Arteta as a football club, then, you know, that's your decision and, and some people would disagree with it. But if you're going to do it... If you've made that decision, you absolutely 100% have to give him the money to do that. Otherwise, um, you know, you're kind of half-assed backing him and, and that's not good enough, is it? Big thank you to Anurag, uh, who's just signed up to become a YouTube member. Thank you so much, mate, for supporting the channel. And don't forget, if you wish to do the same, if you wish to support me to bring you more content, uh, daily content, as we're currently doing, um, multiple shows a day, most days, then please do click on the link in the description. Check out our membership proposition. And I'd love to have you guys um, on board as members. Don't forget, if you have signed up as a member, uh, click on the community tab, get the Discord server link as well and come and join us in there. Uh, all brilliant chat going on there all day. Um, so, yeah. 
Um, right, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there for this one. As I said, we'll be back again. Uh, with another one a little bit later on today, live here on YouTube. And for those of you listening on audio, you'll be getting that on Thursday morning, first thing. Uh, so good morning to you guys. But yeah, I'll catch you all guys. Uh, I'll catch you all a little bit later with some more Arsenal transfer talk. Until then, take care. Enjoy the sun. Ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.